All right, what is happening, everyone? We're back again, another episode of Off Track Experience. Now, on this one, this is actually an old one. Me, Gary, and Sam, Gary McIver, Sam Purdy, my mechanic and filmmaker, we were in Chattel for a little bit, and we just wanted to test out this autopod thing to cut some podcasts for YouTube. So we thought we might as well get two birds, one stone, record a podcast, kind of talk about where we're at on our trip and how the uh, adventures were going and how life away from home and the World Cups and everything was was going on while we're over there. So we thought we'd record that, kind of put our thoughts out there and obviously get something we could test out this new stuff with AI and getting it all cut and put together. So we just went and sat, we actually adventured for a day. We got a bit lost and then we finally got to this place next to a river right near where we were staying anyway. So it turned into a whole thing, but we did get there in the end and did end up having a pretty good chat and just kind of just talking about the experience of going over and what it's all been about. So Nothing crazy, nothing in particular, but just kind of where we're at and how the expectations of going over kind of were taken by the two guys and, and yeah, what it was like for them and what they expected and what they didn't and what they kind of got in the end. So cool little chat, but before we jump into it, quick word from the sponsors, I'd like to thank Athletic Greens for always jumping on and helping out and getting you feeling good. You know, I've been doing that, drinking that every morning now, dealing with recovery, getting the body healthy and going again. So trying to do every little little bit I can to get get going again and get firing so health is uh definitely my main priority at the mo- at the moment so anything I can do to help it is being great so if you guys want to get five free travel packs get a free year supply of vitamin d just jump on the link I'll put in the description and you guys can jump on that straight away but hope you guys enjoy the podcast with Gary and Sam cheers <laughs> Full podcasting. Full into it. Go on. Podcast us. All right, guys. Welcome back to another episode. Off Track Experience. Podcast where we go around the world and go off track with interesting, exciting people. Today, we're Sam Purdy, Gary McIver, my mechanic, filmmaker. We're in Chatel, France right now. And we thought we'd have a little sit down, have a chat about anything. We're actually more of like a test to get our AI and editing stuff set up. So we want to try and produce some better content for all of you. So... We thought we'd do a little trial run, but we thought we might as well have some good chats along the way. How are you guys going? Thank you for bearing with me all day getting here. This wasn't, <laughs> <laughs> this wasn't the first location we went to. This is, this is round two. <laughs> this, is, this is the wish location. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is the first recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> so full disclosure, Gary said we should come down to the river at the start. I said I wanted a view. We ended up walking around the top of Chateau for five kilometers. Uh, we got annoyed. Well, I got an- well, we got frustrated. Maybe not annoyed. We got so frustrated. There was, a, there was a group dissatisfaction. Yeah, there was a, there was a certain <laughs> vibe in the air. <laughs> uh, we caught the lift back down, which was nice. Which was nice. Yeah. And then we went back down. Gary had a nap. We watched some UFC. We re-evaluated our decisions, <laughs> and now we're out here at the lake. Yeah. So yeah, and we're doing it. But I wanted to ask you guys because we are currently in the middle of the World Cup season. Oof. You guys have now been away for two and a half months. And I was going to say, what has it been like? We'll start with you, Sam, and then we'll jump over to Gary so it's not just fucking chaos. But what were your expectations coming in? And what met your expectations? What exceeded them? And how has it kind of all played out? I don't really know if I had any real expectations there wasn't a lot for me to base it off 
Um, I kind of, I kind of just expected to be kind of, yeah, thrown in the deep end and see what happens, which is pretty well what happened with everything really, like getting over here. But um, yeah, it's been really cool. Like the team is, the team's really cool, very French. Um, Europe is insane. The riding's blown my mind for sure. Mm. But uh, yeah, surprised me was like the pace of a World Cup weekend for everybody involved. Like it's pretty, you get their pit set up all the way through to packing up is pretty, pretty on. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. In terms of like what you thought a World Cup would be like, is it kind of what you expected or was it just still like a step back or was it like how did it? Yeah, it's kind of, it's like cannonball on crack kind of kind of thing can you say that for anyone that doesn't know cannibal that's a festival in australia <laughs> yeah sorry. anyone it's out a, of the loop a, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it's a but sorry it's a bike race or bike event just like turned up like very large like everything's a little more formal everything's bigger the tracks are gnarlier like it's it's world stage right like mm. world cups it's pretty it's eye-opening for sure especially seeing like the level of riding being that consistent across that many riders mm. um but yeah it's I don't know, like I, as far as expectations go, I, I struggle to pinpoint that because I just think I was pumped to see what happened. Mm. Kind of a, yeah, take it as it came. I'm new to biking, so. It's all fresh. It's all fresh. And what about you guys? Because you've obviously been in mountain biking world for like years and years. And you've like, we were obviously, we grew up racing together and riding. So you had an, you had an idea of what a World Cup was. But when you actually come to it, were you kind of like, oh, this is, not what I expected. Yeah, I was kind of more uh, like underwhelmed. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like big, but it's just like, it's literally like racing a local race, but everyone has sponsors and mm. it's the same thing. Like, and I was actually surprised how little you ride your bike. <laughs> like it's a whole week and what do you get? Five, six hours practice. Yeah, it's not much. Two runs. And then like, well, three now. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like, I don't know. It was a shock because then it made me realize like you can train, these riders train all year round and then they come here and they basically have like four months of like minimal riding. Yeah. And like, yeah. And then I thought like for my job, it was going to be like really hectic, like really, really hectic. But I think... Like, it is kind of full-on at times, but I think, like, the way you are, like, you're more relaxed. Mm. So that kind of settles the vibe. But, like, sometimes I look at, like, I, I thought, like, I was going to be building wheels all the time and, like, just always doing, doing something. something. Yeah. But it's kind of, like, you do a long day. I didn't expect to be in the pit for, like, 12, 14 hours. But you're not always... You're not doing heaps. You're just kind of bits here and bits there. Yeah, like, and there's obvious, there is constantly stuff to do, but it's not... It's not pressure cooker, like... It's not, yeah, yeah, it's not, like, too hectic. Sometimes it feels a bit hectic before quality or whatever, but mm. for the most part, it's all... Well, like, even, like, Leo Gang, when it started raining before qualifying and then it's all kind of, like, there's no shelter. Oh, yeah. You're trying was... to set up bikes. <laughs> yeah. trying to get, like, that's, like... <laughs> Oh, it's like, yeah, that, that's, yeah. that's heat. Yeah. See, like, to, that's how 
I guess daft I was. I didn't even know you took a trainer up the top. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. so, and then... Well, you've never done it. You don't know what you don't yeah. know. Kind yeah, of yeah. But I don't know if they show that on TV or not. I not really, no. Yeah, like... But no, it's kind of start gating down, right? Yeah, pretty much. Sometimes you see people, like, warming up, but it's not like... Don't it's get, not crazy. You yeah. don't get grabbed by that, really. Yeah. It's funny how, like, like you were saying about hiding, like, I went up with Dill at World Champs. And we ended up like underneath the cafe, like ghetto as with the trainer, like just to get out of the rain. Because mm. there were too many people in the like warm up tent. There's not enough space. Not, yeah, when, when it's raining, space. there wasn't yeah. enough space. Yeah. And yeah, you <coughs> get some people waiting to warm up. And then so that rather than do that, they're just hiding under weird places with bikes. Well, that's what we did at Leo Gang. We were yeah. under like the start for one of the, that track we did, the jumps track. Oh, There's still water coming through. Like we're not <laughs> Gary had an umbrella under <laughs> underneath the start, and I'm just it's pissing down rain. But like, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah, you yeah. you're up there. You've got to warm up. You find a solution. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it does make it hectic when like a, a thunderstorm is literally there. There's no yeah. room. Yeah. It is weird though, like I thought like, cause if that's such a thing, every rider does it, like why don't they accommodate for that? Like, you know, they put a huge grandstand down there for like a hundred people to stand on, but the people that... Cause they know we'll do it. They know we're going to race no matter what, where if the people don't rock up, that's the money for the event. They know we'll do it. So it's like, well, why would we, why would we pay more money? To accommodate for something where we know if it's if it's not there, the riders will be there. If it is there, the riders will be there. If you don't have a con like stands yeah. and stuff like that, people won't want to come, and that's money out of their pockets. They're yeah. not. I think it's looking at it the wrong way. Like they're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, but I, I can know. see what you mean. It just it would be make a big difference. Like at Val de Sol, there was like that huge undercover area, mm. and like yeah, that was everyone has room. Yeah, yeah, it's so much room. Yeah. yeah, it didn't. It actually did. Did it start to rain? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, just a little bit, but. But everyone feels they've got space. Yeah. Right? And they're not falling over people. Yeah. I'm going to adjust something real quick. You guys keep chatting. Adjustments. Keep having small talk. <laughs> well, I'm thinking this because I'm like looking directly at you and Sam and that doesn't make any sense. To... Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. 100%. Have it, have it more dead on you looking this way. This is why this is a test. Yeah, you can get your three angles sh even... down. I almost swore, but I stopped myself. Language. Got to speak formally. Formally, yeah. Do you want me to sit in the chair, Dean? I think I'm pretty good. He's got it. He's done it before. He's a master. You guys can keep talking. I mean, we are. We're just not talking much other than garbage. Well, Sam. How do you feel like this is going so far, Gary? <laughs> Not too bad. Not too bad, eh? <laughs> At least I'm comfortable. Yeah, at least we've yeah got chairs is like, I think sitting on the side of the mountainside would have sucked. Yeah, that I think it would have as well. We would have done 10 minutes. You guys can recline that as well. I can't even recline. I know, I feel like if I recline, I may not, not talk. You're not yeah. coming back. Yeah, you're just going to yeah, sink into a hole. This is me, yeah. yeah. But I was also going to say, because the thing that Gary said the other day when we were out for dinner, it's like, I think people don't see the side of like, it's like you're on this amazing, cool trip, which you are and you are going to these cool places, but it's a super isolating job to have. You're not with your partner, you're not with your friends, you're not with like people, like a core value of people around you, but like you're obviously with your team and then we have a really good team, but then there's a language barrier there as well that makes it harder. Mm, so it's like, yeah. is that something you guys expected to be like, you are so 
isolated in that environment of a race environment? I think I'm not surprised to be isolated in the French, like we knew that going in, like you'd talked about it and you just count the amount of like native English speaking versus French speaking. It's like, it's naturally, there's going to be times that French happens. Mm. Like I wasn't too surprised about how that kind of went down, but I was surprised about, yeah, like that feeling of like, oh man, there's some long days where you're not with the homies. Mm. Especially you on the track. Yeah, I expected long, but it's like, I guess I'd, I didn't re I hadn't had too many experiences of like uh, eight, ten hours out on on track shooting, waiting, midges, whatever like depending on what track you're at, whatever you face with rain, mm. that no sort lunch. of thing. No yeah, no lunch and stuff and then just because you want to get as many shots as you can, I'm like nervous about doing the job, so I wanna do it you know, get as much as I can. Um and then yeah, you just get back and edit and eat and go to bed and yeah, yeah I, I was a little surprised, I guess, or a little naive to the, like, <clears throat> intensity of, like, some of the days. Mm. Like, practice day is always gnarly. The other days are pretty chill compared to practice day. That's always huge. Yeah, it's a grind for everyone. Yeah, like, everybody has parts of their job that I think are just there regardless of which position you're in. They just change, and then that's the dark side to the beautiful experience that you get to have. It's like every job has it regardless mm. of whether it's a sick job or not like there's still going to be some downside like you said you're away from family and friends and stuff and at first that doesn't seem to matter but over time it takes a toll and mm. yeah it's definitely definitely surprising yeah like you said the isolation within like a really good team and within having such a sick experience it is interesting to be like at times like oof there's, uh, there's a lot going on Especially mm. when you go back to back, like <clears throat> if a race is back to back, there's just like your day off. Well, my day off, we spend it driving. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. looking at the laptop in the back of the van. Like, yeah, like, it's not. It's not a. Yeah, it's. You're it's, not. You're not like cruising. Like, oh, sick. I'm in the Italian Alps. I'm just gonna like go somewhere for a day. Like, it's. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the biggest misconception people have. I thought we were gonna get more downtime yeah yeah like you kind of said like you get monday and tuesday off but then seeing every races on saturday it's like we drive monday have half of monday Sunday off. sometimes yeah set up tuesday <laughs> race and then on sunday because i don't know why they don't let us pack the truck up or let us drive on Sunday. yeah yeah on sunday so you kind of like have a slow morning and then you got to go help begin to pack up yeah go again yeah and then it's just yeah yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's seven days a week yeah yeah it's a full-time gig yeah yeah i guess the benefit is like you've just obviously experienced going travel around italy you do get like those chunk of time where you can go you can utilize it utilize yeah. it and explore yeah. that's what i was gonna say because you obviously just went to italy with your girlfriend for mm -hmm. ages sam obviously your girlfriend's back in australia and it's like you got to see the side of like oh, okay this is actually what a holiday is mm. more, more or less when you're over here yeah. and then i guess coming back for you it's like you've kind of just been in this holiday mode and now going back in you're kind of like oh fuck like i want to experience <laughs> europe as yeah. that and that's what everyone ex ex like thinks that what we're doing is yeah and yeah. it's really not and i guess you've seen it from both sides yeah now of what it's like you you see you can only look at what's in front of you because you have somewhere to be mm. like i can say i've been to uh switzerland and austria but we went to one right oh we went to a race in switzerland we drove there drove away and that's me going to Switzerland. Mm. Like I, I've seen the highway. 
yeah. And which that, was epic, yeah. but like, and that it's one, not... yeah, the one, <laughs> one bike park kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you never want to say it in like a way that's complaining, but it's just the reality of what it is. Yeah. What it is. Yeah, the reality is not quite as shiny as it looks. Like, yeah. It's still unreal. <clears throat> it's just not, it's not the full package that it's kind of, that you might think it is. You're here to work. Like, mm. Yeah. And that's yeah. where you got to. Yeah, mm. exactly. Like it is at the end of the job. Like at, at the end of the day, it is a job. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I guess as well, a lot of people that I guess, because when I started this, like I was 18, yeah. 17, 18. So like it is, the shine's more there, I guess. Yeah. But when you come in a bit older, like what are you, Sam? 30. 30 and 29. So it's like, you've kind of not come out like out of it, but you kind of like a bit, you understand life a little bit better. Mm. I think when you're a young kid, you're just like, this is the best thing in the world. I'll do this for free. Where now you're like, this is cool. But also, like, I want to experience yeah, this and sure. that. Like, there's plenty of, like, when I was 22, 23, and things were less built, like, I'd, I'd had less connections in certain places because I'd been traveling heaps. I just wanted to go to the next place. New mountain, new adventure. Like, and you, you just, you don't care about the instability of it. But as time goes by, you start, you start appreciating creature comforts a little bit more, like, miss my dog miss my partner like obvious things like that but then even just like routine that's a little harder to come by you got to be a little more disciplined to like stick to an exercise regime on the road and diet and things like that isn't always the the simplest but it's um small price to pay i think for the experience like it's it's definitely already been yeah like a super rewarding experience in a in a lot of different ways, I think. Like you say, it's just a hard balance to, to yeah, balance all of those things. Yeah, it's just not all roses. Like, mm. there's a lot of things that I value in my life that are extremely difficult to do here. I don't want to say that they're not, like, out of my ability to do. Mm. But it's just way harder to stay on top of some things when there's, like, a lot of moving parts and different things that you're not used to. Because mm. once you get a routine, you can add new things in, try some stuff, see what works for you. Here, it's like you just... Onto the, like you said, you see the highway, you do the race, you drive out on the highway. Yeah, like, like you have this great opportunity, but that's it. Yeah. You don't have the choice to not have the opportunity now, do you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're can't here. just go home and... Yeah, you're work, here. You know, yeah. yeah, you got to make the most of it. And like, I'm, I feel super fortunate just in, like, I've had so many points already, <clears> but we're only halfway done. So many points already where I've just like smiled like a fool and looked around and been like, how the, how did I get here? This is this is yeah. a whole thing. Whether that's like catching a chairlift to Switzerland or like on the side of a World Cup track and just like fist bump Luik after he like stopped at a section, mm. stuff like that's pretty mind boggling for me. So mm. it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, you think about the progression of getting into mountain biking two years ago, and then you're <laughs> somewhere like Hardline. Yeah, yeah like... that was that was funny for me. That was real strange because I, like, I felt very like... It's like a slingshot. Yeah, I felt very like, how the, how did I manage to end up here? Like, obviously, like, I can understand there's a... There's I know a process, you, yeah, I've process, met people. Yeah, still, it's, it's... it's still strange to go from, like, yeah, like you said, like, bought a bike at the... Like, when the COVID lockdown stopped. Mm. And now, yeah, like, three, two and a half, three years later, I'm on the World Cup filming and meeting people that... I've like consumed their biking content like since I got a bike. I'm like, this is this is funny. It's pretty pretty cool. It's a weird transition because even like you guys, you would have like same as me, like idolized people like Greg Minar and 
Steve P and all those guys, and then you come to World Cup and they're like just there and they're just normal people. Yeah. Like they're obviously always being normal people, but like when you idolize someone and then they become a friend or just become a, just a person that's in this space, you're yeah. kind of like, oh, okay. And then like you said, it's kind of not like underwhelming of who they are, but it just kind of, I think once a, an idol becomes a friend, it just kind of takes away the shine that something has in a way. Like not, not in a bad way, but it just like... They're not on a pedestal. Yeah, yeah. Did you find that when you like when you came in? It was kind of like all of that kind of changed how you viewed, I guess, mountain bike because you've obviously done it for so long, but haven't been like super fan of it, yeah, or anything. But it's still did that change? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think like as you say, like if I had done this like when I was younger, I might have been all like <laughs> like <laughs> drooling on them and that. But like now, it's just like I'm here. Like yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Like. They're just, they're just people that ride their bike. Mm. Like, I don't know. I've never been one to like fully, like, idolize people. Like, even if I really like, like the way they ride. Like, I think if I seen them, I probably wouldn't even like go up to them or anything. Yeah, like. just I'd be... just be like, that's that's they're there, cool. Yeah. Like I love Sam Hill. Yeah. And I seen him like in the little shop, but I didn't. Like, look, I was just like, I'm not going to annoy him. He doesn't know me. He doesn't. He's yeah. trying to do his thing. I'll, I'm trying to buy a can of Coke. Like, seeing <laughs> like, <laughs> a can of Coke. Just now trying to get a okay. can of Coke, brother. Like, maybe the little boy in me would have been like, yeah, liked it. But like, I think it just, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's like something of like me, like not going to be outgoing because I think you annoy people when you do that, but. I think it depends how you do it. Like if you yeah. come, like if you come up to someone and go like, "How's it going, Sam?" Like just really looked up to you as a kid, loved everything you did. You're a mm. good guy. Nice to meet you. Went away. Like mm. sweet. But if you came up and you're like, "Oh man, like <laughs> Sam, <laughs> oh, I love your new flanny." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> the merch plug, Dixon, Dixon flanny, yeah. right there. Can you sign my cola? <laughs> no, I get what you say. Yeah, yeah, I get I what you But yeah. It's, it is, it's weird, and it's weird, like, because I don't follow mountain biking, like, I, I don't know, and, like, I know Australian riders, and that's... That's it, yeah. Yeah, and maybe some, like, I know Greg Minar, obviously, yeah. everyone does, <laughs> but, like, I don't know, yeah, there's so many names going around, and... I'm You've no like, clue, yeah. Like, yeah, I feel a bit disattached from the whole thing. It is funny, hey, because you think about it. Say ten years ago, you'd know every single brother. Imagine being that annoying. Like, imagine being that annoying. Dude, Going that's through what life just annoying everybody. If that's that's how Europeans think our accent sounds. <laughs> that's that's kind of how it sounds. Yeah. Oh, that is us. Oh, yeah, God. you're that bike of the world. Yeah. Oh, no. Hey, come on, you're close enough to that now. Oh, mate, your Kiri accent ain't anything pretty you, either. You've, you've transformed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, well, if you could go back and come like, come back to the day you landed in Europe, what do you reckon you'd do different coming back if you could come back again? Like, if you could start from the start, you'd, like, landed in... I'd eat less cheese. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Cheese flies. Probably eat more. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'd starve myself before coming so that I could eat more. You just got to diet so then you could fit more cheese in when you're here. Yeah. No, I, um, I just, to be honest, I just would have, for me, my preparation for coming was like very helter skelter last minute, just with like things going on at home and work and the economy going a little, mm. a little down in the, in the months beforehand. But I don't know, I'd probably, I'd like to just be more prepared, but that felt quite situational too mm. but yeah just more prepared with the with knowledge comes power right come mm. over just a couple more universal charging plugs and things like that so i'm not finding myself in awkward situations and yeah just little things little yeah. things but Pre it's like how do you prepare for something you don't know what it is yeah exactly like that, yeah that exactly it, but that's what i'm saying it's like thing, what you like, know now going back like, i would only i would only just like have a few more systems in place and a few more items thought on like now that i know i need them i would have those ready to go yeah yeah with that knowledge but yeah like you said you don't have the knowledge you don't know you make it up on the fly as it happens yeah you know yeah. but you yeah do? and even just like i bought my camera a week before like i had a week before coming i didn't <clears throat> exactly have like it figured out entirely so yeah. just stuff like that would have been more organized with you know yeah what is it bite off more than you can chew and then chew like fuck your podcast, yeah. <laughs> Just swallow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, what would you do? If you could do something, if you could do come back, what would you do differently? Uh, I'd bring more winter clothing. Everyone told me it was going to be hot because it's summer, but you're in the Alpine mm. and it was freezing. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Scott, for giving me a lovely puffer jacket. Um, I don't really know. I guess like, yeah, like what... Like, I really don't know. I'd probably just, like, be more prepared. Uh, well, I'd have a better understanding of what's going to happen. So maybe mentally I'd be like, oh, this is how it's going to be. Mm. And that's it. But, like, other than that, what could I do? Like, I could see you at home and work on your bike more. Like, mm. my job is to work on your bike. Like, the only thing I could have done is know about the bike yeah I guess, I guess like just that stuff with like at races and stuff like going into situations where it's like you said you didn't know there was a train or didn't know it was this like things like yeah. that where you're just a bit like yeah i think a lot like a lot of stuff was learnt race by race yeah on the I mean? fly kind of thing yeah yeah like as simple as bloody strapping the trainer to the bike to take it on the lift yeah like remember the first race and i was like yeah, there was weird. Is it, dude, it's a lot when you got wheels, a trainer bike, a, like backpack with all my stuff in it. Like, yeah. Like stuff like that. Like it seems comical because it's so. Yeah. But then you're trying to do that and you're in a time limit and there is all these like crowd and people and it's like you're yeah. trying to push through all that. Like it's. Yeah. It's not Every, as easy as it kind of seems. I think like everything I can do differently, I can do it each race. Mm. Whereas it's different for Sam because he's not going to go buy a new program or a new camera halfway through this I yeah no so you could like, you could get a red no. <laughs> like for me i can keep like what i yeah, would do next time is every race yeah not next year yeah yeah, yeah we, need, we need budget for a red no we don't nah um also gary i'm thinking about this because you just went on a little holiday to italy because mm. you have an italian blast <laughs> And you have a little story about we got trapped by some fire that kind of got us a little bit worried. What happened there? Uh, 
Oh, may as well do short story long. Um, yeah, whatever you have, you want to push it out. European heat wave, like so hot. We were in, um, well, we're in the heat wave for a while. Um, and then, so one day we went to Mondello, which is just a little beach town. It was like stinking hot. We're trying to get there on public transport. Like I literally think it was like 40 degrees and like super humid, like just, it's cool. Anyway, so we finally get to the beach um, and there's a guy on the sand <coughs> having a heart attack and he's <coughs> shocking <coughs> no sand. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry about that one, boys. Perfect timing, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, like, this is just, like, to thicken the Yeah, the thicken, plot. The, thicken the plot. Anyway, so the guy's, like, having a heart attack. It was, like, pretty grim because, like, you could literally see people, like, you yeah. know, like, doing... Trying to resuscitate. Yeah, CPR, and it's, like, it's like weird, weird kind of vibe. Anyway, like, he died. They put the... Sh they just put a sheet over him, and they're, like... That was kind of weird, and like me and Allegra walked down the beach to go for a swim. Um, Allegra's your girlfriend. Yeah, so. Allegra's my girlfriend. Hello, Allegra. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and then so we're swimming, and like the whole Arvo, the body's there. The police are like standing next to it, but it was there. No one took it away. Like they just put an umbrella over it. Um, that was just weird. So there's a dead body on the beach. We're <laughs> swimming. Yeah, and then like you just see the smoke start on the on the hill and like in Sicily it's very barren, rocky, <clears throat> like low-lying grass, not many trees and yeah, smoke and then you see this flame just start going up the hill in the background, probably, it's probably like 100 metres, 150 metres away and the fire's just going up and there's no sirens, no helicopters and like we're like, what the fuck, uh, what the hell? Um, <laughs> Why is no one coming? They're like, oh, it's fine. It happens every year. Anyway, we actually had a scooter that day. So we went to a vantage point around, drove like half an hour up. And we could see this fire, like still rolling over the hill. Like they had started to try and put it out. There was people on this big lookout, like ages away watching it. And so we're like, oh yeah, like they'll get it out. Anyway, that night in bed, Allegra wakes up at three in the morning to much. She must have gone to the toilet or whatever. And I was like, I could hear this sound. There was just like things banging and like going off and like a real, it was wind. And I'm like, what's that sound? And she looks out the window and like the hill was just on fire, like behind us. And we later found out like that hill was, the base of it was like 150 meters away. And it was just like engulfed in flame. Like the sky was red. There was two hills and like a little way out. And both of them were just going up. And there's just, yeah, just the flames just kept coming closer and more over the hill. And we're like, oh, what do we do? What do we do? Anyway, we decide to evacuate. At this point, no one had told us there was a fire. There was no sirens. It was just... The thing was just going and so we go out and we were near the ocean so we went down to the port and like there was people down there like locals and they were all hustled in there like 
Oh, like the fire will be right near the port. But literally all around us was burning and then it hit one side and all like gas bottles started exploding. And it was just like boom, boom. And then, I don't know, like the fire just kept going and then eventually the sun came up. So we stood outside for like four hours while this was happening. Like we had wet towels because it was so thick, like everyone was coughing. Um, and then, yeah, like the fire kind of just, there's not burnt, many trees. Burnt, burnt out kind of thing. Yeah, like it just kind of faded away. Um, so we went back and then, um, yeah, like when we got out of that town, we seen like our hotel to the train station was literally like a hundred meters and the backside of the train station was burnt. Like, and everywhere then from then on that we seen, like you'd be driving somewhere and they'd just be burnt. Like, Imagine like there were probably was some people that maybe the gas bottles would have woke them up. You know how you just say you're asleep in bed? Yeah. Imagine you slept through the whole thing. I know. Just like woke up next to me like, just what clueless. the? What there was here? no like, no warning. Everyone's just like, eh, it's okay. Yeah. This happens every Thursday. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was weird. Like, like, but the weird thing is, is because like, it's just concrete there. Mm. So like, like it was like, kind of like, oh, like we should go. But there was never a point I was like, we're going to die or yeah, I was ne never scared. Yeah. Well, I guess you're down at the port, you're near the ocean. It's like jump in the, jump in the water. Like, yeah. Yeah. Get on a boat. <laughs> but like it was hectic because it did come down like into houses. Obviously things are blowing up. Yeah. So like there was a lot of people very bad. There's a commotion. Yeah. yeah like, a lot of people were very badly affected. Yeah. 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 Just but, you as tourists weren't. Yeah, because we didn't have anything there. But apparently the fire was so bad in the town over, like all the resources were there. And like people were coming down to the, I don't know what it was, a boat club where we were and like stealing all the hoses just so they could get there and like fight it in some yeah, way. fight their house. Like save yeah, their house. Right. It was just, yeah. heaps. Three. It's hectic. Yeah. You survived? Yeah. Italian heat wave? <laughs> Oof. Yeah, it was so hot, bro. And then, like, literally two days later, it just went normal again. Like, the temperature. They were just waiting for the next Thursday and we'll yeah. go again. And then while while that was kind of happening, Allegra's parents in the north had such bad hailstorms that, like, knocked down the neighbor's tree and, like, broke, smashed so many cars. And, like, it was all over, like, Italian news. So like, Italy's just on one. Climate, yeah, like, just so different. Like, yeah. Yeah. Apparently it's very common, like, for both of these to happen, but, like, mm. <clears throat> the magnitude. And then they had, like, flash flooding mm. in the very north, like, around where we were in Val de Sol. <clears throat> like, wiped out roads and just... Yeah, I heard about that it. not long after yeah. we'd kind of gone. Yeah, right. Hey. Yeah. And Sam, you've just been chilling in Sleepy Chateau. <laughs> I've just been kicking living, back with your feet living up. Living good, man. Been living good with Flo and Anne and riding Chatel a lot. And hanging out. Happy to, yeah. I was pretty pumped to get back on the bike. And it's been a very sleepy, sleepy little experience in Chatel. It's mm. definitely a pretty quiet, quiet little spot, but the trails are pretty, pretty wild. Riding Probably a chair not. with your bike is a lot Changes better. Changes your life, than, eh? Yeah, it's a lot better than, you know. Any shuttles back Well, home. I can't do the trippy carrier with the sweaty, six other sweaty guys. It's just... That's character building. Nah, as a kid, as a kid, but you do something long enough and... Yeah. You want at least a, a minibus. Like, come on, like, you want to, like, 
I don't want to be like knees in my chest and like sweaty men next to me. Like, yeah, but how are you going to get a shuttle bus up Baja? I'll just pave the road. <laughs> we, just, we need better roads, Gary. Down, I'm not going there. Yeah, no, chair, chairlifts are better. Like, it's just, there's no way you can argue that. It's just oh, yeah. way sicker to ride a chair and do way more riding than you would otherwise. Mm. Like, you get a five minute chair up and a nine minute run down. Pretty unreal. Pretty next level, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Do you guys reckon that, you know, you kind of like coming over here, it was a bit of like a kind of jumping into the unknown of what to expect. Do you feel like what holds you back from jumping into more things like that? Like, what do you think the biggest thing is that stops you from doing that? I know I should probably do this, but it's like what creates that but in your mind? Fear of failure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was gonna say, like, I situ situationally, like, depends on pros and cons, but then in terms of like a more general answer, yeah, fear of failure would be, would be odd fear, and not even failure in like a external sense of like disappointing somebody else, just like proving yourself right that you you think you suck and you might actually suck just mental head games that come along with trying anything more intimidating than the status quo mm. but as far as like opportunities and like things i want to do i think i've like i've always just done what i want to do mm. it's been the kind of driving force of my life of just trying to do fun things and at times that's definitely been to my de detriment in some areas of my life but i feel like i've had some good experiences from diving headfirst into stuff like this that wasn't necessarily the most organized plan before mm. you know before getting here but in more like a yeah like a general sense if i was to be afraid of something it's probably gonna be yeah just can you, can it you, not working just so can, yeah can some you, innate can you, can you think of something that you've gone into and that it has failed <clears throat> oh yeah everything <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> but no, like not in a sad way. Like in a no, like but like was an example, like just one key example of something you went into that you perceive as being a failure. Uh, hard, hard to name now because I feel like I've learned. Like, exactly. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the yeah, point I'm getting yeah, at. Is like, like that's the this is the thing. It's like people say I'm scared to fail, but then as soon as I'm like, give me an example. You're like, well, I perceive that as a failure, but then now I don't see it as a failure. I see it as growth to where I am now. Yeah, so that's the whole that's, thing. That's why I kind of started with that. Like, like it's hard to, it's hard to say a specific example because of that thing. Is like, yeah, with the retrospect, it's a lesson, and you are where you are because of the things. And that's why I said I've failed at everything. Because, mm. but not I've failed at everything. Everything's a failure. I've failed at everything I've ever tried many times, but those have equated to yeah exactly learning in yeah. that field or situation or even just learning that sucks don't mm. do that again but that's like, the whole the point of that is like even the greatest the person that is the best in the world has lost and failed way more than they have won yeah but then people like you say have that fear of not diving into something because of that failure that you have to go through to get the, where you want to go or yeah, get the thing you need sometimes I can even just be like short sightedness because like you can't just achieve something great like that no or like not even like it doesn't have to be great like you could you just can't it just can't happen and if it does happen you wouldn't be happy anyway yeah 
Like and imagine, if, and if you saw someone else and it just happened for them in an instant, you'd be like, "Oh, that's a bit bull. That's, mm. how'd, how'd that just happen?" Mm. But, but that's what for, you want. Like it could be how you respond. But for, for yeah. an example, like if just say you're out and a gorgeous girl came up to you and she's just like, "I really like you. Take me home right now." You went home with her, hooked up. You probably wouldn't have that much respect for her as a person. Because you'd be like, but she just got out there and got what she wanted. Yeah, but, but in the sense of that, like you would like as soon as it, like something becomes harder and you've actually got to put in an effort to like work towards making something good, it's more valuable to you, in that sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Anything that we have to go through something difficult to attain something or achieve something is way yeah. more worthwhile. It's mm. like you said, the short-sightedness or the impatience often. Kills gets it. it like even like you with the cold water the other day you're like i know i know it's meant to be good for me and there's all these things i'm just don't just don't do really it. want to get in it <laughs> yeah. i know it's only positives but ah, i don't really feel like it eh? yeah. and it's like even when you like even when you know that you're mm. gonna go through something difficult but it'll be better or you put the hard work in now and it's better later yeah. there's still something in certain situations that you can get hung up on like i think it's how bad you want the the, the result. They, yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. and it's how bad you want it, depending on the time as well. Because it's like you might want it. Like I see so many people, man. They'll finish a race run and they've just done like a bad race run. They're like, I'm going to train so hard. I'm going to put so much work in. I'm going to come to the next race. And then a day goes by and they've, they've trained pretty hard that next day. And the next day, they're like train pretty hard again. Day three, yeah, oh, I'm just going to sleep in today. And it's like as soon as. You break it. That you break it. That's like that consistency with that goal. Then it's like it just it, nothing's gonna work. But that's the thing. It's like how bad do you want it all the time? Mm. And that's the thing. It's like everyone wants it when you're at a race, because it's that's when it's the shiniest thing it could ever be. It's like the fans are there, the media's there, your team's there. Like that's the time that okay, this is easy to want this now. Yeah. It's like 4 a.m. when it's raining and you're at home and you've just done like a heap of efforts the day before and your legs hurt like. Like, that's when you become good at whatever it is that you want to become good at. At that yeah. time when it's like you get up and you do the thing. It's not when you're like the shiny lights and everyone's there looking at you and going, come on, Dean, or come on, Sam, or come on, Gary. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. At that there's, point, it doesn't there's matter. Heaps of, there's heaps of doubt, hard work, questioning. There's a whole lot of crap that goes into the whole process of getting anywhere with You've anything. you got to bake the cake before the cherry. <laughs> before the cherry goes on top. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, and like you said, it's how bad you want it, how bad you want it all the time. It's like, mm. do, you want it, do you want it bad enough to go through whatever this part of the deal is, whatever the trade-off is, the late nights, the mm. lack of friends, the not eating the cheese that you really want to eat? And... Yeah, but then sometimes you can trick yourself into not wanting something because, you... because it's hard. Yeah, you go, oh, I don't really want that, so why would I bother? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what but I mean? that all depends on again the point in your life where you're at to if you do if want, you want it or, or yeah not, do yeah. or don't want that thing yeah but yeah. if there's like that back that little voice in your head like because it's uncomfortable and whatever it can mm. just be like telling you to not do your 4am sprints yeah because you I don't want to win the race I don't well, care about that well yeah. even, even man I find like my head and people i've talked to as well is like the you're in a in a bitch comes in so strong and yeah. it doesn't even have to be like trying to convince you that you don't want it you can justify anything it is i sprained my toe 
I've felt like one weird step and all of a sudden I'm injured. Maybe I shouldn't work out tomorrow morning, even though you know mm. you should. Yeah, yeah. You're not actually that injured mm. and you're just being a bit... Yeah. Like, you, your brain can come up with so many different little ways of, like, justifying a, a choice that you know you should make, but you're not. Yeah. And it's so... So I find it really interesting that you can know how positive something will be and then and that like seconds after you do it or complete it you'll feel way better but mm. you still somehow manage to go oh no i'll just i'll sleep in mm. yeah, yeah chill out today like you yeah. earned it or even when you watch your mates like doing something fun like i don't know like just say they're jumping off a bridge or everyone's like dancing like at a party and you're like i don't dance or like I don't want to jump off this bridge, but like you know how good you see people and they're having but that, fun. That comes back to fear. Yeah. Yeah. If that be wrapped in the whole fear element of like, yeah, what would people think, or is that bridge? No. Yeah, not failure, but it's just some sort of like. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like be, be well, kind of be seen as failure. It's like if you can't dance, people laugh at you. Like <laughs> it's a bit of like yeah. failure. <laughs> That's not failure. Yeah, it is. If you can't dance, <laughs> you're failing there's, at dancing. There's heaps of people that can't dance, but they give it a crack, and that's success. That's success. That went way further than I really anticipated. But I think as well, it's like the whole delayed satisfaction. It's like kind of like, do you want your dessert first or second? And I think a lot of people Both. want their dessert first, and they'll like, for example, like when you're growing up as a kid, and there's a lot of people like, let's go out and party, and you see those kids that weren't partying, and they'll working really hard and then they saved up enough money to buy a house or like buy something and you're like they gave up something then for something now i think a lot of people won't give up that thing now for something later and that's the whole idea of like going to the gym or like grinding on an edit and doing all this stuff like there's so many other things you could do but you know the reward from that delayed satisfaction is going to be way better and i think that's the whole thing it's like eat your dessert second not first yeah but i think a lot of people just see that and they're like well i want this now and I think especially, I think we're going more into that people wanting stuff now that it's like, okay, I can get it now. And it's so easy and accessible that no one will actually put that time in to then really wait. And I know I'm like victim to, well, not victim to that, but I'm guilty of doing that where I'm like, I want this thing now. And then you put everything into getting that now where it's like, you know, if you waited, it's going to make it better. Like we had the joke around last night when we were waiting for dinner and it was taking so long. And we're like, well, it's just going to make it taste better. Like the longer you wait for that thing, it's like, look at, for example, when like Steve Peep became world champion in Canberra, like that only was this massive story because he got second like five or six times and it took him 15 years or whatever it took him to get it. Wow, true. Yeah. So you think about that, like, yeah, that was built around failure. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that wasn't built around success. Yeah, trying a bunch of times and not quite getting there. Yeah, resilience, yeah. being like super resilient in that state. And that, I think, builds the best story. It's like, yeah. if you want it straight away, it's like, not, yeah, not like, who cares, but it's... I think there's a huge amount that you can learn, no matter what the endeavour is, but just through perseverance, through adversity. Hmm. It's like, I uh, saw on another podcast, uh, uh, I think the question was, like, uh, younger you or your kids, like, what, what hard things would you want them to go through? To, to teach them the lessons in life that they should learn because they're not going to learn great lessons through you providing everything they ever want or or no. getting their way it's like mm. you think about like we were talking about all the bad things in your life you, you don't see them as failures per se because you've learned the lessons from them and grown from them it's like 
all the traumas in your life create you and it's the hard things that teach you the lessons mm. like and having that ability to perse persevere through whatever whatever mm. crap gets thrown your way like mm. some people get a worse hand than others that is just life but if you have the ability to persevere through it you well, learn like the, a lot the tightrope i guess of being a parent is to how much suffering do i put my kids through that they're not traumatized and hate me but also, that's, that, that's another way of putting it. But is that? Yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, or yeah, like yeah. How, but how much do I put them through so they actually grow like a thick skin and can actually take on the world? Yeah, like the qualities that you want in yourself or in somebody else, like the things that they're going to have to go through to develop those qualities probably aren't always going to be the nicest things. Because mm. like, like, look at this for example. Like, look at Conor McGregor as an example of like welfare cage fighter. You reckon his kids are going to become cage fighters? No, probably not. Maybe. Like, and they, you, man, you think if you're going around a lot, like if your dad is a, probably going to be a billionaire by the time they're old enough to become a cage fighter, like why would you fight in a cage when you have money coming out of everywhere? But, and like not to say that they might not be good kids or they are, I don't, I don't know. I don't know them, but like the whole thing is like normally someone that takes, that becomes self-made, then normally their kids aren't the ones to then keep that going no no different yeah. they'll just live off the benefits of having rich parents and probably get some kind of drug addiction and go down a certain path but that's more common than not yeah, yeah. for that to happen not, but yeah but then it's like okay you are in that situation what like you don't support your kids like that's the the hard balance is to like how like how do i give you a tough life so you ex can experience life is tough with also giving you the benefits of being this well off yeah God, that would be a well, tough just, rich person problem. Yeah, you just take your kids on holiday, but when you're not on, when after school they got to go work at Macca's, like most kids do. You know what I mean? Like make them work. Yeah. That's it. Like just make them work because the problem is maybe with those kids is they never have work ethic because mm. they yeah. don't have to work for anything. Yeah, like I didn't grow up crazy. Like my parents are okay off. Like they do well, but not like crazy rich but i had more opportunity than some of my friends for like gifts and things like i and my dad was into motorbikes his whole life so like that was kind of a part of part of my brother and my upbringing but my parents were yeah they were very much like yeah we could buy you stuff but we're not going to go get a job like mm. i really want this thing i want this thing okay like get a paper out it's like oh Mm. Well, you provided me with an option to get what I want yeah. myself. Damn. Yeah, yeah. How dare you do this to me? And and it, that taught me from, yeah, like quite young, they've enforced that like, yeah, it's fine to want something, but like, go get it. You Off you it, go. Yeah. yeah, you got to earn it. We'll provide you with an idea of how you might be able to earn it, but, you know, go put the reps in and, and see what comes of it. And then yeah. that, yeah, like I say. And if, if you're in a tight spot, like we'll help you out, but yeah, as long as you're trying. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. Like, I got, I, I was very grateful for that later in life of, like, ah, oh, like, I've been in the workforce since I was 11 as a paper boy, 14 at Wendy's Super Sundays, and, like, yeah. did some pretty grassroots crap jobs to earn money, but I now will do anything, like, as an adult, I'll do anything for money. <laughs> nah, but, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not afraid of getting my hands dirty, and, like, that work ethic was generated at that lower like yeah. part of that earlier part of my life that I think my parents were in a position where they didn't have to teach me that. They could have treated me, or uh, not treated me nicer, like pampered me a bit more and given me, a, you know, made me a bit more stoked. 
out mm. with heaps of gifts and stuff like that. But then I wouldn't have learnt the lessons, mm. and it wouldn't have. I wouldn't be who I am, I guess. Mm. So, I'm, I think yeah, it's a hard line <clears> to toe, especially the richer you get, it'd be, you know, more money, more problems. <laughs> Preach it, sister. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was going to ask you about because we kind of touched on this at the start but what do you think the hardest thing um, in terms of like being in a relationship and travelling with this job like what what's the hardest thing you've kind of dealt with since being away and then obviously being away for longer it's like communication like it's not like too it's like kind of simple but like if you're in such different time zones like we're generally 10 hours behind Australia so when at the end of our day, when you're super tired or trying to do stuff, that's the time like you should be, you can communicate. Mm. Or this, at the start of our, very start of our day, but it's a pretty average time for them. It's like mid afternoon. Yeah. And like we get up at seven and we're trying to be at the pit at eight. Yeah. So there's no <clears> eating breakfast. And, mm. So it's just like. Yeah, just consistency. Mm. I don't know. It's not too bad. I think you just... Could you see yourself being able to maintain that long term? Like, being away for that long? Every year? Yeah. Oh, no. It wouldn't be nice. (laughs) It just depends on the people. It doesn't, like... As you, as you as a person. As me, like, uh, it does get a bit frustrating. It depends how into the situation I am but it also it's, this is a two person dance mm. and what do they want yeah but also it's like I guess both needs are like how much communication do you feel like you need and how much communication do they need how much physical like a, yeah it's like obviously a lot of yeah. factors I'm just wondering like for you in your case of because I think it's that's like for me personally I'm just saying this because it's like I don't think it's something that people like grasp as much for people from Australia and New Zealand that come and do this job mm. it's definitely something that like imagine European you go home every second race or <coughs> after every race yeah you just go they, away for the week they can come out and watch one and hang out yeah ex- yeah exactly yeah. so it's just interesting to see someone else or like I like to Doing question it, someone else yeah. and see like how they've kind of well Sam's got a huge foundation of relationship mm. yeah and I have I feel like I have a good one. Mm. Yeah. Well, we haven't been together super long, but we've done a lot together. Mm. And we've had many a good times. And man, we lived, we moved into a van with each other after two months for a year. Like, there's going to be some problems. <laughs> but like, you know, we got through it. Like, it's, it's you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Like, when you're in a van, like, yeah. when a problem arises, well, you better solve it. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be shit. Whereas, when two people live, like, normal, in a sick. normal life, like, A's here, B's here, you have a problem, both crack the shits, don't talk to each other for three days, the problem lingers, it's, you hold it, and then you just trash, like, potential good things because you're not, not that you don't want to sort it out, but there's that weird option. It's easier to it's easier not. To not yeah. to, it's easier to not have a shit conversation. I'm with you. as like the, like you said, the foundation for me and Elle was just back to back winters, living in share houses and tiny rooms together, and 
Yeah. So there's just no escape. You're yeah. just like, you're, you're there. There's a problem, you have to deal with it. You better, yeah. You better or it's going to fester real bad. Yeah. I'm not saying that's like the right way to do it. Like, but it, when you meet someone... It's the, it's the speeding up process. Yeah, though. you speed like, up. <laughs> like normal, like you say, normal dating. Like, I, it's been a while for me, like seven years without, like... But the normal process, if you live in one spot and you're not traveling, right, you, you might see them a couple of times a week for a bit. Then you might see them more regularly than that. And then at what point, like, I'm not even sure, maybe six months, maybe a year of dating and you move in together. Yeah, some people don't even, like, it's like, like it's, three years together and they don't even... Yeah. Which is fine. Which is, but, which mm. is, which is like, more standard than, yeah. I guess, I see in the, like, circles I've run in and situations mm. I've been in, but... Yeah, that speeding up process of like, all right, we've been together two months, we're now living together. Or like, yeah. we're sharing a room in a share house with 20 other people together. We've got to collectively be tidy housemates to these other people and a tidy couple to ourselves without fighting in front of people. It's like, yeah. you, you learn to deal with stuff pretty, pretty effectively, I think in like a real raw way. But it, it, I think it has like, if you can yeah. like go through that, fire and flame with that intense speeding up of the dating process yeah. you can build a strong foundation quickly out, yeah. of, out of it yeah because yeah. you're just forced into more crappy situations together yeah, yeah. And crappy conversations that you don't get to just ignore for two days and come back and have an awkward coffee like, yeah and then try and solve try. it like and then yeah. the longer the longer something stews within you like the more it's it's there and it's harder to uh, get it out or to let it go like and you know i guess touching back on what you're saying is like if you're overseas and traveling and you have one of those moments the distance the time makes it oh, hard dude, to it can, it can oh, yeah. even when you don't even like something can be misread or some situation can be misunderstood and then yeah. like that distance becomes massive oh, so yeah. difficult. massive and people get in their own heads i know personally i have and i know well it just past, takes you away from what you're doing because you're so worried about the argument <laughs> well, it's not, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's not a good feeling you're in your own head all the time yeah and it's like and you can't do anything yeah like you're completely helpless to the situation because it's like for one it's like okay so now it's night where you are so you, i can't call you or message you or whatever yeah. i have an idea in my head of what i think's happened or what and then what has actually happened and there's like these there's two, two narratives to try line up line up and that's yeah. fighting each other plus what they probably think and it's just like even you like call someone like you don't get the facial expressions, you don't get the FaceTime. Yeah, I know you can I, pay, yeah. I FaceTime Allegra. <laughs> no, I know I've done that but as well. Sometimes you will be on a call, you will be on a met like it's so many ways to communicate. Yeah. That can get misconstrued. Yeah. And that's the thing, it's like all those factors can lead to like things that are worse than they should be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well I thought it was quite telling when I was talking to Tebow on the team when he asked me like how long I'd been with my partner and and how long I was over in Europe for. And I was like, oh, we've been together seven years and I'm here four and a half months. And his eyes just went wide and he was like, what? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like for French people like that, like if you're with someone four and a half months away, just like, that's insane. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's not great. Like yeah. I would, <laughs> I'd yeah. love to have her around, but like the situation yeah. is what it is. Opportunity as like an individual came up Mm. and as a part of a team like we like yeah made but, a decision for me to to kind of chase it but yeah. it's it's definitely not the simplest thing to do regardless of your foundation like yeah but that's like that's this sounds i know it's just cheesy but like it's it's harder to put into practice but like that's love like 
if you guys love each other, you want L wants you to succeed. And if that's even if you're across the world, you're doing what you want to do, and she knows that you're happy, yeah. and she knows you're coming back. That means she loves you. But if she said no, don't do it. That's too long. That's tox. Like that's attachment. Yeah, she's, and it's like I'm providing whole... something for her that she doesn't. She can't see herself losing even for a time. Well, yeah, it's but, not unconditional and it's love. Her. It's, yeah, it's not yeah. unconditional love. It's, it's I love you if you stay here for that time. Yeah. yeah. Not if you chase your dream to go and achieve something you it's want to like, achieve. It's like it's a need yeah. that it's like they 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 love you because you're I don't actually how do I word this like yeah it's not unconditional yeah, you, but it's like yeah they love you but it, there's like a caveat to it where they're like. But you, you have selfish. to you have to be here and give me the parts that I want. Yeah. Like you, I, yeah, I'm not yeah. just gonna love you regardless. It's just like yeah. no, I need what I want out of it. Yeah. It's a weird like self like and it's super hard to put into yeah practice sometimes. Like Allegra yeah. went to Italy for two months last year, and like it was all good. But it was like a good practice run for now, and it's just mm. like she she was happy. So I was like sweet. Like that's good. Yeah, you've been wanting to do go home for mm. four years. So and it is really good as well because like as much as you say oh it's hard to not be with that person when you do come back it's like you kind of feel like the connection becomes stronger because you're like we had this time apart we had time to ourselves we can understand ourselves better we can learn from this yeah and you realize how much you miss the person yeah you're like oh and it's like, not like you haven't talked the whole time. no exactly yeah. There's so much more like ways to communicate but yeah. when you do finally get to see that person again you just like. It's like, the, a, it's like new again. It's yeah, like yeah. new feeling again, which is like you can't, like people go, like just say for example, my brother and his wife, I don't think they've been apart for more than like a week in the time, they've, the whole time they've been together. Yeah. Like it's been very limited if, if maybe two, I don't know, like not, not a large amount. Yeah. yeah. And like something like that is like, and I'm not, like, it's not good or bad. It's just how some people are just more connected and they've got a kid now so that makes it harder as well but it's like a lot of people's lives do just happen like that exactly like, like you imagine if you and Al had a kid this would probably not be realistic because like you can't just go away and be like right, it's look. close enough to not being realistic with a dog let alone yeah, a kid yeah, like, yeah exactly <laughs> like, but I think the situation we're in is like not many people have to go away for four and a half months across the world to do no that's work. what I mean it's a very niche but like yeah. But then, and then, like, if you're a normal couple, like, you always end up kind of going on a holiday together mm. or, like, because you are a unit. But, like, it's, like, there's nothing wrong if you just want to go on a holiday, but it's it's never really the case. Is yeah, it? yeah, yeah. Well, it's like the classic, like, as an example, like, guy wants to go, like, say, guy wants to go on a boys' trip two weeks in the French Alps with the bros. Yeah. Some some relationships that would that would work, and yeah. others the partner, which it could be a girls trip to the Alps, regardless of which way around you put that, the other partner might be like, no, like I'm coming, right? Yeah. Like we do stuff together. If you're mm. having fun, I want some of the fun. Yeah. Do you reckon it's that, or is it like, oh, what's that? What are they gonna do when they're away? Like, I, oh, I'm sure a there's range of any of them. I'm yeah. sure there's yeah different mix of the pie for different situations like there's the some would be like yeah sick i'm gonna read my book have the house to myself like piss off yeah yeah. (laughs) that's gonna be mint and then there's others that are gonna be like i can't deal with my reality alone no yeah Yeah. like everything from one end to the other Mm. like that neediness and attachment all the way through to just peace mate like Mm. it'd be good to see you gone for a day or two yeah the thing uh, i know as well like as much as just say 
in this situation here, you'll have those moments where you'll just be like when you were here alone before we came here and you're by yourself riding here and you're just like, I miss my girlfriend, I miss my dog, I miss my home, all these feelings. I guarantee you, you'll be home at some point in the future. You might have kids, you might have whatever, and you'll look back and be like, I would give anything to be by myself in the French Alps. Yeah. Like, you will. Like, yeah. there'll be a point yeah. where, like, times that you think that you would do anything to get out of them, at some point in your life, you would do anything to get back into them. And I yeah, think that's what sure. you need to appreciate in the moment. That's what I'm trying to do more of now is, like, the moment I'm in right now, I might not enjoy it right now, or I might enjoy it right now, whatever it is, but at some point, like imagine if, okay, so just for example, picture yourself being 80 and then at a nursing home or something and you don't have, your health isn't that good. Like looking back to right now at this moment here, you would be like ecstatic. If you could come back in that moment for 10 minutes, five minutes, whatever, yeah. and just be like, oh my God, I'm 28. I'm in the mountains. I'm with my buddies. Like, and then you look at it like that and you're like, oh fuck, I'd give anything to go back to that and at some point in the future that will become a reality so it's like in the moment trying to appreciate that for what it is before it goes like I wrote that thing the other day about like you only what is it you only realise you know only at the end we realise how fleeting this truly was and it's like in the moment of anything that's happening you don't think it's going to go forever but you don't realise how short it would be and I always think that when I move out of it, like I just say, I've had different housemates, I've lived in different places. And at the end, you're always kind of like, oh, this is over. This chapter's yeah. over. Like when you move out of home, you're like, mm. oh, that wasn't that long. Or you yeah. move in with some friends and you move out and you're like, oh, and now I haven't seen some of my other housemates for years. And it's like, they've got kids now. And like, I'm not going to live with them again. Yeah, it's and crazy, that's over. It? Yeah, yeah, like it's, I'm riding for a different team. You leave, you're like, oh, I thought I was going to ride for this team forever. Gone. It was a huge, huge thing that um, there was both a positive and a negative, depending on how you looked at it. For me, with um, winter seasons, was like you go to these different resorts, you meet same as the bike world. You meet heaps of like-minded people that you're like more likely to become friends with because they're chasing the same passion. Mm. And yeah, you're with them four to six months, and then some of them I've never seen again. Yeah. Some of them I've felt some of the sickest friendships with and built like and had the best days with, and I just life. <clears throat> they're Italian or they're. Austrian or wherever they might live or do what they might do mm. I just it just hasn't lined up and it may never and there's that I look mm. back at like you said you look back at times and go that was that was unreal like, mm. and I yeah. think once you have that mindset like life is fleeting like every part of it is very fleeting mm. so once you realize that and mm. I don't say that in like a pessimistic what's fleeting way. sorry fleeting's like there's it's like, here it's, it's here going one second fast. gone the next yeah like oh. fleeting's like there's not much like there's not much time yeah. like fleeting like it's it's constant like you imagine you get like a, an hourglass and you flip it like it's fleeting like the time's it's going it's, yeah. le it's leaving and, but you don't realise that until it's all gone mm. so you I think we all anticipate things to last longer than they do and then you always look back and you go oh that wasn't actually that long Is that, like, what, what were you saying today I think I overheard you like you were afraid of getting to like 40 and not having done much yeah just not yeah yeah. yeah, and then you. But that's the whole thing. You won't. Like you won't realize you haven't done much until you got to forty, <clears throat> or when until you got to like a certain point that where you put like a stake in the ground where like I want to do something until here. But like you don't know. Like only when you're about to die, you're gonna know how much you, like how short life really was. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know how short life is right now because oh, I haven't got to the tomorrow, end. Tomorrow it could be exactly. 90, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, there's no so, way of really knowing. It could be it, eighty-seven. Yeah, exactly. But you <laughs> won't be <know>. specific. <laughs> but yeah I think you just yeah you're just trying to appreciate that more 
but <clears throat> it doesn't last forever. It's all quite. But then it's weird, yeah. like when you look back at <clears throat> your life thus far, it's like you you can either look at it through the eyes of like, oh, back in the day, I wish it was like that or whatever. Or like you can look at it like um, appreciation for like what you've done. Mm. And it's like <clears throat> some people might think like, oh, I haven't done that much. But then you like, if they actually looked back, like you've kind of done a bit. Like, mm. so it's like, it's a weird yeah, it's a perspective on how you look at it. I used yeah. to always have this thing that I changed. It was really quite a powerful thing. But I remember I never used to go to like parties or events by myself because I had the mentality of I don't know anyone or the perspective of like I don't know anyone. And you go into something like I don't know anyone, you kind of, it's, you're scared. But if yeah. you go with I'm going to make so many new friends, it just completely shifts that narrative in your head and you're so much more like likely to go because you're like, well, I want to make friends. I want to meet people. Yeah. So it's like going into something like, because you know when you go to something in a group of friends, you don't really meet anyone. You're kind of in your group of friends and someone might bring someone in or you might meet. But if you go somewhere by yourself, you're, you are forced to meet people. Yeah. Or people come up to you. It's just it's such an easier way to interact in a yeah. situation like that. But it's like you've got to flip that narrative in your head that's like, I don't know anyone to like, I want to make heaps of friends. Yeah. And it's such, it is hard to do sometimes. Oh, cause terrifying. But once I, you break through that, it's like, oh, this is, this is awesome. I was, yeah, prior to my first, like, overseas trip on my own, I was such a different human being. Like, I was a very, I was the quiet kid of the group. I had the angry metalhead, like, headphones in. I just, like, I wasn't a super outgoing person at all. And then, but I wanted something, and I wanted to go to Canada, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to go snowboarding none of my friends wanted to come with me they didn't have fuck you can't wait for your friends eh? yeah yeah <laughs> like no one wanted to come with me mm. it was like well i'm just gonna t i'm doing this mm. yeah and all the while knowing that i had very limited like social skills in terms of like just even being afraid to ask strangers directions as an 18 year old like i was a pretty nervous yeah kid i don't know and then i got mm. over there and it's like well you don't fucking up you don't flip and ask yeah <laughs> You're never, you're yeah. never going to get the directions that you need and it could just be around the corner and it could turn into a whole damn thing mm. or you could just get told that it's just around the corner mm. like as a real basic example. But that, yeah. that really like pulled, the, pulled my eyes back and went like, ah, yes, okay, mm. I can interact with the world. It's yeah. not that scary. I can make friends. And, and that gave you like independence. Yeah, hugely, mm. hugely. Yeah. I, came, I came back entirely different from that and just like, yeah, I, I, just as a funny example, I remember just the confidence I had in the ability to chat to somebody, whether or not it went well or not. Mm. I just had that on the back of that experience. And then I met my next girlfriend by being just way more confident than right. I ever had been in a party situation. Like yeah. you were saying, chatted, flirted, boom. Mm. Like, Boogie. And that never would have happened like without that kind of like experience mm. to make me go like, Oh, okay. No, I'm capable of this. It's not as scary as I thought, yeah, but I had to put myself there first. Even uh, just like going out of home, getting on the plane, organizing all your stuff. Oh like, man! Before like, that, you like rocking up in Banff at 10 p.m. No idea what I'm doing. No SIM card. Two bags. Just like better figure this out. Yeah, like you have walk to, down right? the street until <laughs> you find a hostel. Like you got any beds? Cool. Yeah. Done. Like yeah, you just you make mistakes. You you're unprepared. You figure it out. You fix your mistakes. You. You yeah. learn from it all and yeah. Yeah, it's um I think we underestimate how nice and friendly people really are. 
Yeah. Like, we have this weird thing where we're just, like, think everyone's so different. And we're just not. Yeah. Like, uh, if someone asked you on the street, like, a question and you knew the answer, you'd just probably smile and tell them. Yeah. And then if you didn't know the answer, you'd probably be like, oh, I'm... I'm well, really sorry, I, I don't know the answer, but like, yeah. what else? What else is your answer going to be? Ask him. You're going to scowl them? at them and no, like, probably, what are you like, really? Like, like, get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like if if someone asks you, you're not going to like respond horribly. So why would somebody in the other? Yeah, but you build that like idea in your mind of that's the reality we live in when it's just not the case. Yeah, yeah. most people are nice and and genuine and don't want to do wrong by anyone. Mm. That's yeah. that's most people. But it's like, I, I saw something that was, yeah, reflective of kind of that idea of like, sorry to take it weird, modern, but like what you see with social media and content and things is like, you see a lot of not nice, but the vast majority of people that are nice are just not posting. You know, it's like a, there's like a small minority that make up a large majority of the content you see. Exposure comes from, you know, shock value, things like that, you know, news articles and stuff, but most of people's experience through life is just kind of being genuine and okay to people. It's just yeah. a little bit boring in terms of like to view, right? Like, yeah. But I think, yeah, it's like, I think it's easy to think that things are worse than they are and that people are worse than they are. I think that, like a lot of the people I meet, meet in real life outside of the internet mm. or of comment sections and stuff like that, everyone's pretty good. Mm. You meet some oddballs, but for the most part, everyone's pretty, nice. pretty legit. But especially, and but if you've like, as you say, like when you went to Banff or whatever, Canada, and you came out of your shell and now you can nicely interact with people and that. Like imagine if you were like still the, like headphones in. And oh, I like, wasn't, uh, I was like, oh, oh, but like, yeah, with the metal in and you're like, yeah. you're like, where's the train station? <laughs> like, like yeah. kind of, I don't know, maybe like if you weren't, uh, as I don't know the word like outgoing or friendly or just a nice person maybe the world wouldn't be like that maybe yeah, the world would spit on you tell me I'm a nice person Gary you're a nice person <laughs> thanks man but like you know what I mean like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no I get you I get you yeah if you if you if I hadn't have learnt that lesson and adjusted appropriately I could like yeah you see people that haven't really adjusted to those lessons or to yeah, that dynamic like, like when we're at the ticket box today and the guy was like, he was next to us and I was asking for our tickets and I think his daughter lost the ticket and he's like, he's like, sorry, but what are you going to do about it? Like, what are you going to do? And the lady's like, oh, we will fix it. Don't worry. And he's like, okay, good. Like you better do something about it. And I'm like, whoa, like <sighs> you're like 40, man. Like, and if he interacts like that with people, like then everyone's going to interact Back. The world, yeah, the world's like going to reflect pe- that back to him. Yeah, 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 100%. Maybe, maybe not everyone, but like, and then his perception would could be like, oh, everyone's useless. Yeah. yeah. Well, the world's angry at me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, everyone's angry. No one wants to help me. I'm yeah. hard done by. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. So it's like. That's, that's a, yeah, that's a really good point. It's like your attitude. Well, yeah, your attitude and like how you go about your life, the energy you bring to a room or, or yeah, just things yeah. in general will and reflect back at you. Hopefully. Some people hopefully, are just assholes. Yeah, like, yeah. That's just, the, that's the world. And you can't let them get to you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. 
I like that, Gary. I think we can wrap it up there. I'm getting a bit, bit chilly. It's cold. I'm a little, a little peckish. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys got any quotes you want to end this thing with? Any life quotes you live by that you want to want to throw down? Do what you like, like what you do. It's on my mug that Elle got me, and it's the best thing ever. Drink coffee out of that every morning. Reminds me. It's a pretty simple message. For the record, he actually does drink out of it. Yeah, yeah it's not a lie. That coffee's travelled to quite a few countries. With me. It's, <laughs> it's really heavy mug. I had to pay overweight baggage on the way out of Australia because of that mug. But <laughs> what about you, Gary? What does your mug say? <laughs> my mug. <laughs> I don't know. My landlord gave me my mug. Came with the house. You got a quote to live by, Gary? <sighs> It's pretty lame, but it's, I don't know. I don't know. No. You said it's pretty Say lame, lame so you've got one, yeah. Yeah, give us the lame one. Well, I kind of might need to explain it, but I just okay. read it and it just says like, uh, infinite wisdom comes from silence. And it's basically like, that makes sense. everything, yeah. everything you need to do can happen like, cause it's intuition. Like yeah. your no, body. That, that makes sense. You don't have to explain that. That makes yeah. sense. I get that. That's pretty deep brother well like you know what i mean when it, i like when people when things when you, flow when you like, say that when i know i say it as well it's like oh i don't know but it's like you do like you know when people say oh, i don't know like yeah, they'll say like something but then at the end they'll kind of be like oh i don't know i like, don't know though like i just said yeah. it but whatever if you don't they'll, think they'll it's say, true it's like, like a safety oh. mechanism to be mm. like I've said this and this is how I feel, but I'm kind of concerned of what you'll think of it. So I, just go, yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah, an, it kinda... it's an acknowledgement of the, the social thing of like waiting for like their body language of like, you agree, right? Like, I don't know, bro. Like, oh, yeah. I guess it needs like a bit of backstory because no, like some no. it's silence, but like. No, I 100% get it, but I guess, yeah. yeah, no, I get it. Everything, when things are working in your life, I feel like you're never thinking about it. Mm. Like it just flowing. It mm. happens. But also that introspection comes in silence. Like when you actually go, because I think it's like we have so many inputs from everywhere that are making us feel all these different ways. And when you actually sit in silence and go, what do I want? What is whatever's in here want? Like yeah. and then you, you can only get that when you're in silence. Yeah. Like yeah. You can't like if I'm trying to focus on something and you and Sam are talking to me, like I can't focus on what I want. Or you've got a girlfriend, or you've got a husband, or you've got a dog, or you've oh, got all mate, this stuff. you got a yeah. phone in your Who pocket. am I? What do I want to do? You're like, oh, like you're yeah, getting pulled yeah. in all these different directions, and that can make you not actually understand. But it's like if you sit in silence, and that's obviously like meditation and mindfulness is like, okay, what do I want? Mm. Understanding yourself better. And it's, yeah, in today's day and age, it's like it's, it's harder and harder to find, and then you've got to like want to find it as well. So when mm. it's like it's a rarity in your everyday occurrence to find moments alone and in that like introspection, mm. you have to, yeah, actively find it and, mm. and create it for yourself with things like meditation or like a, you know, walk, like a morning walk or whatever it is, mm. like those moments where you do have that silence. Like for me, it's running the dog. Like mm. I talk to myself and in that kind of introspective headspace with the 20 minutes with the dog in the morning more often than anything else because it's just me. Dog can't chat to me. Mm. I'm just there and, and kind of think and process and, and have that that time whereas and that's something that like a habit that is convenient with the dog as well but mm. without yeah. that life can get pretty busy there's a lot going on people talking things input like mm. if you don't if you don't have like a time where you can it's mm. very easy to just get distracted i heard this thing and i always I've, i love it but it's like you should meditate for an hour a day 
unless you're super busy. And if you're super busy, you should meditate for two hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't know, like it's in anything you do, you can, if you're silent in it, it's like, like riding or like going surfing or mm. like, even if you're at the gym, like you, you're fully shut off and you're like in the moment. So that's like meditation in mo in Motion, motion, yeah. But it's like, oh, state, brother. <laughs> but like, when you like sit down and feel like it's hard when you're still, and to just like, like I don't know, like, in that sense, like when you actually try to like stop, because when you're you're just in some way, it's like relieving, but you're also distracted by what your body's doing. But like when you actually like. Sit yeah, that's down. I mean, that's, yeah, when you. It's like but that's a, like that's why it's hard. It's hard to really sit in and not be distracted by anything. Like, yeah. Obviously, riding or surfing or whatever, it's an easier way of active meditation because you're still focused on a task yeah. while you're doing it. So that's like you're focused on something. Everything else is off. Yeah. But when everything else is off and you're just here, it's like okay, things can come in, things can go, and yeah, and you get this. Yeah, stop. Mm. But then, yeah, like I know even at work, like I, like at home, at work, like I don't think. Mm. Like I, I learned that working in a cardboard box factory is like my, the longest day I worked, obviously every day the same amount of hours, 10 and a half hours. But like the longest days were the days where I would like, my head would start ticking and then I'd be like, Oh, I don't want to be here, all mm. this stuff. And so then I learnt to just, like, not think. Mm. And then it made time go quick, like... Mm. And it also like made the job... in a way. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't say I well, was, you're like... shutting off from, like, thoughts of, like, negativity and whatever. It's just, like, you're just... You're yeah, pre yeah. ...present in what you're doing, kind of. Not really, I don't know. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> present in doing my job. But yeah. it just made everything fucking... <laughs> made everything a lot better. Yeah. So it's like, but yeah, they can concentrate more. And then I find like, even at normal work now, when I work in a bike shop, like if I'm thinking like, if it's not something that I know how to do automatically, if I'm thinking about something, I can't do it. Mm. Like it's, I fuck it up. But if I just don't think and I'm just like going along with it. Mm. So it's like. Through the motion, yeah. Yeah, like. Yeah, no, I can, I can relate to that. Mm. Sometimes you do things. Just, things tick and sometimes they don't and if there's a distraction you're like I can't do this yeah like, it's no. just like head noise is the biggest distraction yeah but it also I don't know like we can we can do a lot of things mm. but the head is what stops us mm. it's like me not hitting the jumps yeah no <laughs> like, you've, you've got all the skills there and available can, yeah you can do it mm. yeah it's yeah. Actually, I don't actually think about when I can't hit the jumps. It's just my body locks up and then I go like, <laughs> oh, like. And then I break. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I need yeah. to think my way out of the fear in my body. But like, if nothing scary is happening, the mind can be your worst enemy. <laughs> yes. All right. On that note, there's <laughs> <laughs> a long quote from Gary. Yeah. Well, I just needed a bit of backup, mm. you know. All right. Should we sign off? We talked about all the things you want to talk about. It went longer than you probably thought, hey? Yeah, yeah, it was longer, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it's it's just chatting crap with you two. It's, it's easy. Like, you asked you ask what I thought. Like, you know, the one with Jace. Pretty big platform. Pretty intimidating. 
This yeah, is the lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like, a lot. Yeah, it's, and it's a little. It's a little nicer sitting in a silly little recliner in a field in the French Alps <laughs> yeah. with you two idiots than yeah. lights and cameras and. But again, that's all. Yeah. That's all how your mind is. Oh yeah, just like, the, it was the stimulation of the environment, whereas the stimulation of this environment yeah. is way more in but tune. Also, but also, like if we were here, what if Jace was here? The that's guy? what I mean. You'd, there would still be an added pressure that you put in your own mind yeah, about yeah. what the, what the, how big this would be. Well, yeah, and it's the time spent with you guys that creates the comfort. Like, yeah, I get, I, yeah, I get that. But it's that whole thing of going in. I know. I guess like obviously you do anything more and more, and it becomes easier. But I know. It, if I do a podcast with someone I just met, I still, I don't know, like, for me yeah. anyway, I've trained myself to be like, yeah, and, it, and it's not, it's not the first rodeo. I think that yeah. was the things like being, being a guest and also for me, for that one, there was a, a heap of head noise for me of like, I kind of had a reason to be there. Like I'm up there filming with you and we'd filmed a project and stuff, but at the same time in my head, I'm like, I'm not that interesting. I'm just like... That's he's what everyone the, thinks the mountain, so, man. He's the mountain bike every, guy. Every, I'm just... But this is the thing, you say that mountain bike guy. When I went on his podcast the first time, we chatted for maybe 10 minutes about mountain biking and then two and a half hours about yeah. don't, life. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not, I'm not like, like, yeah, and in the same aspect, like if I sat down and chatted just Jace one-on-one, we'd probably talk about filming something we have in common for, yeah, half an hour. Yeah. And then you'd probably just talk stories. Yeah. And like, I'd be comfortable with that now i think the first one i think like going in piggybacking with you being mm. somewhat more uh you know uh seen on mm. the uh on the internet on the interwebs on the interwebs <laughs> than my those kids then <laughs> then myself and like yeah. first one raw i was just a little like oh that's a... but yeah. sometimes like if you talk to someone you do not know at all yeah, like there's chats yeah no but there's no pre-built up you're like you're with your mates, the boys, and you're like, oh, well, I actually live by the quote, infinite wisdom comes in silence. And the boys are like, oh, piss off. Yeah. And, and you're nervous. But like the person there, he don't know you. So it's like. <laughs> he don't know. He don't, don't know. know you. <laughs> so you like, went real don't know me, son. You don't know me. <laughs> but like you feel freer yeah. because you don't. You don't know him. You don't. Yeah. You don't care what he thinks. And yeah, yeah, if he yeah. thinks ill of you, you're never going to see him again. Yeah, yeah, who cares? Doesn't matter. He can have his opinion. Yeah. No, I, I get. Like, yeah. I get. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of almost more. It's more freedom. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not always like that. But no, hundred percent. I feel like you should carry that in with the boys, with the random. Like just that's being your authentic self. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah. should be your authentic self with a stranger, with a big podcast. With your friends, with your, everyone's like, yeah, hundred. If why you I think that's the right thing to say, yeah, it shouldn't matter who you say it to. That's why I said is like I think the the where the weirdness came for or where the nerves really came for me was like was that the the partner like going along with you thing of like feeling like oh, I'm not the spotlight but I'm in the camera like yeah I'm like this is ah like this is such a weird little position but if it was like for some reason I managed to end up on Jace's podcast just like. Me and Jace. The nerves would still be there, but I would feel much more inclined to just ramble and... And keep talking. And keep talking. Because I got in my own head about, like, do I have much interesting to say versus somebody like you who is more... You speak more anyway, and you're used to that platform. died hair and 
wears pearls and like interesting character. Yeah, there's, just, there's a few interesting <laughs> yeah, things right. about you. Got nifty tattoos. Real cool guy. But yeah, you know, like yeah, I think it was that it was that that got on me of like, oh, I'm not as cool as Dave. Like, why am I on the podcast? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> now look, you're a guest on mine rambling. Hey. <laughs> yeah. All right, should we chop this thing up now? Oh, let's eat. Yeah, right. I need a pee. Feed it, brother. Thank you, guys. Gnocchi, bacon, everybody out of sauce. I got, I'm making you burgs. Had me at, you had me I'm going burgs with you me hefty brie content. <laughs> yeah, finish that. Can you finish that tonight? No! All right, we're signing off. Thank you, guys. All right, cheers. Cheers, bro. Um,